to Yamanzi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. And welcome back to All Out West. And uh, Kelsey, what are you drinking this week? Got me a nice English breakfast tea. Yes, is that the Queen Victoria that was on sale a few weeks ago? It was. The 100 bag box. Yeah. Double strength. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's quite nice. Now, as is tradition, we're having a teapod because it's only Kelsey and I, and we enjoy cups of tea because we're probably the oldest in the group, I think. So, cheers, big fella. No, no, not probably. We are the oldest, and cheers. Yeah, cheers. So, welcome to All Out West Teapod, and I'm going to get into the pre uh, the episode ramble, and we'd be remiss if we did not like mention this, but Casey Fields have been crowned back-to-back premiers after a close game against Wellington last night. West United finished third with the other Victorian team snaking second. And in, in a crazy events, uh, and A-League shithousery at its best, a number of Vuck fans went to cheer on uh, Wellington. So hopefully they could uh, knock um, Melbourne City off the top of the table so that Melbourne Victory could get the thing. And what a just a, a crazy concept. What did you think of that? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I mean, you just look like you got caught with your pants down. You know what I mean? You went to try and cheer the other team in the hopes that City would win. City smack him. They're the champions, and you're still there trying to give them smack talk. But the, th- the thing is, though, like, it was a close game, and um, Phoenix had a young squad playing. Yeah, it was, so it was 2-1, still, wasn't it? Yeah, 2-1. It wasn't like a yeah. decisive win, and there has been a few, like, was the uh, was the umpire getting some of that oil money kind of thing? But but was it ever really in doubt? Like, nah. I get Not it. In the but... last two weeks, but yeah. hey, I'm I'm pro shithousery. Just pick your battles. Yeah, so that was quite interesting. And just back onto the rest of the table, Adelaide CCM and Nux ran out the six with heavyweights of yesteryear Sydney West Sydney Wanderers and Brisbane all missing out. Were you expecting Sydney to be out of the top six this year after? Not not pre-season, no chance at all. I thought yeah. they would have had one of the top two spots along with City. Yeah, it's it's quite bizarre, to be honest, how far and they've fallen. I think if we go back to our review episode, we're all talking like those two spots were locks. We'd be happy, like we thought we'd be scraping in, but if we could at best maybe get third. And ironically, it's where we got well, I kind of wanted to get to this anyway. So, like, um, the start of the season, we said, hey, top six with this squad, this coach, that's a reasonable expectation for a benchmark there. Are you happy with how we're traveling? Now, this isn't the end of season um, review episode, but are you happy with how we travel? Yeah, I mean, look, the last week has not been great, but you got to look at the context of where we were coming from at the end of last year to where we are now. I'll take it every day of the week. Like we said, we all thought we might scrape a final. We mm. said the best case, absolute best scenario is possibly a third or fourth, like get a home final. And we've done it. And we've, I think we've done it quite comfortably. It's not technically a home final. Against Wellington at Amy Park. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'd say it's more of a home final for us than it is Wellington. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's it's a it's, and we're the home designated home team. Are we? I believe so because just... we're higher on the on the table. Oh, you are right. My apologies. My apologies. I hadn't seen the thing. I thought they were just that, playing generally there. the team that finishes higher gets the right to the home yeah, final. Sorry, I hadn't read it correctly. Sorry, Kelsey. Um, this is your area of the business. All good, man. All so, good. Speaking of that, so we're going into our, this is our first home game final we'll ever have in front of our fans because the last one was up against Brisbane. Where and we, it was in uh, Sydney. Yeah, which is a bit shit. So this is quite nice. Uh, so I, our second one was against Brisbane, I think. Um, so in our first season. So this is already showing a... So I, first I, final I, was Brisbane. We won it. We lost the yeah. city in the semifinal when it wasn't too legged. Yeah. In Sydney so, again because all the finals were in Sydney. Yeah, due to the whole situation there. But 
So pending the result of this week, we will likely play Melbourne uh, City or Victory. We can only play oh. Victory. Uh, victory, my point. Why don't you tell, tell me the story? You tell the story then. Man. So what will happen is whoever whoever wins. So we play sixth. Mm. Um, who fin- uh, Adelaide have the home final. So say you play CCM at home. Yeah. Whoever is the lowest. So we're ranked three, four, five, six on the seedings. Whoever is the lowest seed that advances plays City. Whoever the highest seed that advances plays Victory. So if we win, we can only play victory because we're third. But if um, Wellington win, they can only play City being the lowest of the um, seeds. Oh, nice. Thank you for clarifying that, kind sir. It's almost like but then we have this. But let's yeah. get into the awkward situation. If we win, we get a two-leg playoff home and away at the same venue. Yeah. That's going to be a little bit in- interesting, isn't it? But at yeah, least it's I'd- better... At least it's better than traveling around Australia for, that we have been like and regional Victoria for the last two months. Oh, completely agree. But it's gonna, it's just we, like, hey, you're the home team this week. Next week, you're the away team. They'll, they'll still keep the green, empty green seats there for us. It's like, all and you'd think whoever does well in the first leg would have confidence in the second leg, given you just either beat them or played really well in the first leg at the same stadium a week earlier. Yeah, it's really it's a it's interesting. They've put a few more games into it, so yeah, we'll likely play uh, on the following Tuesday. So we'll probably have maybe a short pot out next week to review just the game and do a preview, like a quick one, just to keep everyone interested. Uh, yeah, do you like this uh, extra leg model? I do. I just think it's weird when when all the Melbourne teams are playing in the same stadium. Yeah, and this situations occurred. With this, that, that's all. I just find that a little odd, a little strange. Just my thoughts on it. Do you think it's a safe bet to say a Melbourne team will win the grand final? I mean, I, I'd find it hard for another team to win it. Central Coast are in good form. We've seen that. Adelaide are in good yep. form. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it, I mean, Wellington, Sorry, Sorry to cut you this, off there. No. No, but let's not even discount Wellington. I mean, they're a bogey side. Yeah. We'll get into that. Let's get into that later. But yeah, just I just want to have a little look back and say, hey, this has gone pretty good. We've had probably about a month of poor performance, but we, we're going to get more into the injuries and stuff later. But from a, like, and I really enjoy Jan, John Aloisi's post-press conferences talking about how proud of his, his players and staff they are, what they're able to accomplish is to play competitively with there are a number of players which aren't your first pick, some cases second. Yeah. Like I really love seeing some of the, the youth players getting a go and being competitive, especially against Adelaide. But we'll go into club news. Do you want to handle club news? Yeah, sure. So we've got some NPL action here. And uh, on the 6th of May, West United NPL team took on Preston Lions at uh, City Vista uh, with a 5-1 victory with a Greg Ciamono, is it? Hat-trick. Yeah, that's the under-21. The seniors, however... Lost 3-0. Yeah. But, but Preston's a decent NPL team. Yeah. Well, they're top of the table. So it, yeah, they are the standard for... So not a bad thing. So a lot of good young players getting some minutes in the legs. Hopefully we see some more of them. A number of people went. I was hoping because I think Jay went as well to get his feedback on the game day atmosphere. Uh, we might get into the game review. If you're, you're right, let's it. get into them. Yeah, let's get into them. This is the better of the of the two, anyway. Did you want to do this one? Yeah, sure. I can start off. So first, uh, so on Wednesday, the fourth of May, West United took the F three from Gosford to McDonald Jones Stadium to face the ever dangerous Jets in front of three thousand five hundred and sixty seven people. The competitive game finished with a one one result. The one point was obviously useful for staying third, but this felt like a squandered result. I. I have to agree. Like, it really was squandered. Um, look, trying to stay positive, West United had 45% possession with five shots on target and some dangerous moments. From the lineup perspective, we did field arguably our best 11 with all the injuries we had. Um, mm-hmm. Wales playing the number 10 role. Bayou getting a start, getting his fourth start this season. 
and which I thought, and I think you would agree, was really good, um, especially as Piero's hasn't really capitalised and made that role his own when he's had the chance. Definitely. And it's good to see our academy players getting that chance and also seeing how our squad um, caters to those kind of hurdles throughout the thing. Because we've been plagued by injuries. Diamante's been gone since, what, is it January? He played 10 games, six starts. Yeah, what did he, was his last game that game against Wellington after the COVID break? Or maybe one game so. after that? Like, I'm pretty sure he missed a game for a couple of games for COVID. And then he was done again from the, the knee injury. Which I yeah, believe like, he went to a arthroscope. He had that arthroscopy deal in his knee over the weekend to see if he'll play again. So I'm not holding my breath for that. Um, no, that's and I a, wouldn't expect him this week. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's being can taking that all into account. We've had some some names really step step up. Um, Wales been played out of position, learning how to do different things. And I know some people have been, especially in the pod, have been like a bit critical, saying, "Hey, why isn't he taking more shots on goal?" He's been trying to set them up. He's trying to do be more playmaking. You know what I mean? So I think he's really yep. done well, and I, I I'm really happy with him. Price, I think. At some points, he hasn't had the game time, but when he's in that like that right wing position, I don't think he's as good at that role as say Lockie Wales. No, he's definitely not the number one, but he did get an opportunity to really make it his own, given the injuries we have, given the positioning yeah. changes. Like he's had a chance, and I was glad we refreshed with Bayou. And I have to say, Bayou played bloody well this game. Yeah, same. I completely agree. I thought That's... he made some. Great runs. Um, he helped out the team. His positioning was good. Um, and look, he was rewarded after 27 minutes with a Perla. Yeah, dude, that was sick. I was so G'd up with that. Uh, and again, it's his second for the season. Four starts. If, now, like, if I'm not mistaken, was this the one with the assist from Kilkenny? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was well done. Um, yeah. Priyavich too, not not getting himself offside, like knowing he was offside and not interfering with the play. Yeah, and he just popped over it. Like I forgot about that actually because this was we've had two games since then. When we condense it, you kind of forget details. But that was such a smart play. And on that note of Priyavich, that is some game awareness that is is really crucial to us. Is him not being a poacher? I wish he was a bit more aggressive with trying to ha- like have a shot at goal. But at the same point. A number of our players have got a number of goals this season because he's not been um, like greedy with it. Oh, and he's been tactically aware. Like, hey, I'm offside. If I touch this, whistle blows, or even if it goes in the net and it's found that I'm offside in the VAR review, well, it's chalked off. Mm. Exactly so again, that. you know, it was just, you know, Kilkenny to first launch the ball to run onto his own pass when he realised um, Priyavich couldn't do it. So both of them there had a really good connection. Went onto his own pass, gets it across the bayou, in. He's 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 good at passing to himself. I was just I was impressed by that. I'd yeah, such a good goal, um, and it really like everyone got up. Like I, I watched it at home with my wife, and I was like, yeah, and she's like, he's up, mate. Baby's trying to sleep, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just such a uh, he's such an interesting and dynamic player. I really hope to see a bit more of him next season and into this final series. Yeah, me too. I hope he gets some minutes here. I, I think he's earned them. Um, from there, I really feel like we took the game to them, but without getting that final blow. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't know I, about you, but that's just what it felt like to me. I kept thinking, oh, we're going to get caught here because we're not killing them off when we shoot with the chances we're getting. We blew the chances. It's And we had a number of shots on goal. Like, we weren't poor. It's just that, that getting that end product going. And again... We're not playing in our best um, our best 11 where we, we would be a bit more dynamic and have a bit more options with that. We were just, yeah, it's a bit of a letdown. And when Elsie leveled the playing field in the 67th minute after that solid cross from Silvera, like I felt like our heads dropped a little bit. I felt like we lost a little bit of that, like bit of steam like that, which was a bit sad. Yeah, I also felt we kind of copped our right whack for not killing them off. Yeah. This is kind of what we've been talking about with the narrative through the pod. You can't just keep living off the 1-0. Sometimes you've got to try and 
you know, grab them by the throat and put them down. Yeah, you can't expect your defensive line and keeper to withstand a, bar- a barrage of well-seasoned players. Yeah, and then, you know, as you say, heads go down and then all of a sudden they feel they can get the winner. Yeah. And I, from there, I just felt we were kind of on the back foot. Yeah. Speaking of back feet, <laughs> in a rarity, and I, I mean this in no ill will, it's just, it seemed like a bit of a fun segue. Um, in a rarity, the sub was subbed off as Parias went off with an ankle injury and Dillman's or Hall came on. Yeah, so... Yeah, they, um, we didn't do the medical update. Is there any news on um, Parias? Um, so there isn't a, a medical update. That doesn't bode well. Um, but in the press conference, uh, John Aloisi did say a number of players would be back this week for the finals game. So they might have given him a bit of time off this week as well like at the Adelaide game to rest up. I'm hoping the stick is back. Um, mm. But Dylan Wenzel Halls has been a very good player. Do you think he's getting enough game time? No, I feel like he's been underutilized this season. Like, I'm pretty sure he played pretty much every game last season. Let me just double-check that for Brisbane Raw. Look, I, I think we... early on he was getting some good time when Priovic wasn't ready, but since Priovic has come in, I just don't think he's even gotten, you know, a he sniff. Played, he played. He had 22 starts and 26 games played last season for Brisbane. Um, and he's had eight starts for us and 23 games played. So he's come on, yeah. but some of those games have been like five minutes. I, yeah, like he's come on in the 80th minute and thing. What? It's just not enough for him. I feel like he hasn't had enough. Um, yeah, I feel like he hasn't gotten enough minutes in his legs here. Yeah, I don't know why we're not trying him in like in a dual striker situation or like um, in in the next game. He was playing in just a bit behind Previch, or put him in a, the winger role. He's 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 also yeah. done that as well. Like that's I, the I, thing. I, like, and he's speedy, and and just have him in, mm. like even as a winger. Like you want, you can just have him and Previch swapping through, and Wales. You can just have the three of them just rotating through, like a lot of teams do. How dynamic would that be? And just that'd be confusing to watch. I'd be about that, yeah. like tactically. Yeah, or even like you said, have him as a two-strike four-four-two. Like, there's nothing wrong with the bread and butter of football. No, it's it's tried and tested. How old that midfield look work. like like that then? Uh, I I'd say with that you'd have to have the issue at the moment would be that right side. Yeah, if you had that, because yeah, you'd probably have to have Kilkenny and probably Sticker in the middle at the minute. Mm. If Blue stickers fit. You'd obviously have Payne on the left. He's just got that on lockdown. Yeah. And then the right side, you, you could still, like, you could have Wales, obviously. Yeah, then you'd have Then you're just going to worry that you might be too aggressively attacking. Yeah, that's what but I mean. Because we... you've got Lusticker and Kilkenny there. You know, it's just an option in and amongst the game at times. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I just thought I'd ask the question. Uh... No, good one. Now, moving on, with Milo, uh, Milo Skatatis and Botich on the bench, could more subs and, subs and early subs have made an impact on this game? I feel like in this one it could have. I feel like we weren't vibrant at all. Like I said, we, had, we, we lifted from that first goal. We had that 10, 15 minutes of we could have killed the game off, and then we gave them an inch. The inch became a meter. You know, It just kept growing and growing and growing until they got the goal. And then it was batting down the hatches and hold on. This was also a short turnaround time as well. So there's like everyone's fatigued. It, they've been everyone's been away from home or traveling for the for a while. So this was like I think a fourth fourth away game. Yeah. In a row. I mean, we had our Tassie home games, which don't get me wrong, they're away. We play well they're in away. Tassie. I've got no issue with Tassie, but as you, I think we were talking about saying like it's nights away from the bed. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like this was our um, third, uh, fourth game away from home, uh, away from home since the sixteenth of the fourth. So that so there was the fourth of the fifth, and then, but um, yeah, it's just I think it adds two extra away games to our season, which I think is a hindrance in the back end of the season where it is, especially when they are filled with away games because of the COVID restrictions in Victoria and. Perth forces to play most of our fixtures in Victoria early on. 
exactly. Yeah, but out of those three people, who would have you liked to have seen on a bit earlier? Out of those three? I mean, Bodish would have been interesting because he hasn't had any real time. Nah, like that's... But oh, then again, that could have been a risk because he hasn't had the time. I think Milo's been really good. Same as Guitarist, actually, tell you the truth, they've both been really good of late. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think we've got some great youth players, and I, I'm, I would like, that's probably the one thing I'd like to tweak is probably a little bit more game time for them. Um, who are we talking about? Milo or Bottich? Noah? So, yeah. Bottich, I think, only had maybe. 30 minutes tops for the season. He's had three games played, and that includes the next game. So he played. Um, yeah, but I'm talking minutes. about at this moment. At this moment? Um, as, 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 as of the minutes. Jets game. As of the so Jets yeah, he's game. He's had 19 minutes. 10 minutes. Well, 10 minutes total. Yeah, at that point. Nine minutes against Sydney um, FC. And one minute against Brisbane Raw, which was a piss taken subs. Which that they should have subbed in earlier. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, just a, just on a perspective thing, um, but we'll we'll keep moving on because I don't want to dwell on anything. Do you have any final comments for the game? No, look, it, it was disappointing, but it kept us in the hunt. We at least we got a point, and we we're in the hunt to potentially finish first. Yeah, or it's grab a, a top two spot. That you know yeah. that was the thing. A point's a point. And it didn't really affect our goal difference. So No. It didn't really affect the Jets other than give them some confidence. It was sort of a game where we lost more than we won out of it. But it was probably a fair result, to be honest. Yeah. Just glad I didn't make the trip. Uh, although it's supposed to be really great. Shout out Crossbar Capers. Had to happen. <laughs> now, let's get to the Player of the Year uh, season competition. Um, so, Leb and Jay uh, voted the same. Three to Young. Two to uh, Wales, one to Amai. Kelsey, you did three to Bayou, two to Kilkenny, one to Young. Scott did three to Killer, uh, Kilkenny, two to Garuccio, one to Wales. I did three to Bayou, two to Killer, one to Wales. We won't talk about, we won't go through the votes just yet. Um, we'll do it after the next game and we'll get yep. into the game review for Adelaide. Yeah, let's do it. The last game oh. of the season. Sick. So. Sunday, the 8th of May, a day that will live in infamy. It won't. But the at the under-construction Coopers Stadium, West United took on Adelaide in front of 6,398 people and lost 2-1. I would like to Solid digress. crowd. Yeah, that's actually... Oh, shout out to um, Adelaide. Great crowd. A few people took up the club reimbursement to get people there. Um, so I, th- I know Benny Jorgensen and a few others went. Shout out to them for making the direct. I'd like to give a shout out to Coopers. One of the oldest independent breweries in Australia, still like, still running good, um, still fermenting yeah. bottles, and their stout is really good. Just want to shout and, that out. Sorry. Sorry, I just want to also give a shout about that crowd being good because that was Mother's Day, yeah. and traditionally sports crowds aren't great on a Mother's Day. They're traditionally a lot lower. So well done to the people of Adelaide, and for yeah. the green and black boys who uh, took and girls who took the um, offer up and went up. Yeah, definitely. I um I was really happy to see a lot of the the mums come out with the Adelaide team. That was really sweet. Like, mm. um, and a couple of the kids. I think Goodwin's had a young baby. His wife was carrying a young child. That's a nice. I love the I love to see the family stuff as I'm getting older. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's great game. Adelaide are just dangerous. Now this was a deflating outcome. Well, we'll get on to the game. It was a deflating outcome. And it really solidified our spot on the table, which is third, which we've spoken about. But it didn't start off that way. Dylan Wenzel Halls, Halls opened scoring five minutes deep during his eighth start for the season. Should we? We've got to spoke about this more. Why shouldn't he? Shouldn't he be starting? Yeah, not even starting. Just getting more. Like he should be on maybe about the 60th minute. Give him at least 30 minutes to do something. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like we said, put him in there. Throw a mix in. Like you said, there's the option for him to be on the wing. You can put him as, like, the false second striker slash sort of false playmaker position behind Priyavich. You know what I mean? There's mm. options there for him to use that speed. You can have him rotating through. You can go to that. You can try a four four two during a game for a little bit just to try and, you know, make the opposition have to adapt. Yeah. Like, 
And I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Like, he does have his shortcomings. Like, he does, he can get mu- muscled around a little bit, but that comes with age and experience, I think. And, but definitely. And the thing is, yeah, with his frame, though, he's not meant to be the physical one. He's meant to be the speedy mm-hmm. one who zips in along the lines, you know, makes daring runs, you know. And I feel like out of all the recruits we've gotten this year, he's probably been the one that was most underutilized. Yeah. He's probably. To his full got- potential. 100% agree with you on that. Um, we should save that that uh, conversation for and question for the end-season finale. Now, yes, we should. Now, I know my head was high. I was getting G'd up. I'm like, oh, we're still in the titles race. It's happening. And then Lopez fired back, and the wind came out of the Western sails. And what? And add even more pain to, like, pain to this top of Stanley going down moments later. This is literally insult to then injury. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well played. Um, and as is tradition, an injury will give a young player a go. And in Ryan Scott's footsteps, Ben Collins rose. Well, rose, not rose, but uh, stepped in for the injured top of Stanley. Appears to have a foot injury. Um, and in a crazy thing, Collins even had a, a, he managed a wide shot on goal, which I was not expecting, but very top of Stanley-esque. Um, how would you rate his debut in the A-League? I think he did really well. Yeah, like, he was solid. Like I, I would give him a seven and a half to eight, just given that you know he's he's replacing the uh, A League Games record holder at that. Yeah. He's going into centre back in what was probably the you know has been a season's back lineup pretty much the whole year. You know, up until Risden got out, and even then, it's been a settled back for the whole year. Like he's going into that. He's not getting that game time communication with them. He's having to adapt on the fly. You know, I think he did bloody well. Same here. He only had like one mess up where he like passed the ball short or whatever, and they kind of got around him. But the rest of the game, he was solid. Like I rated him as our best centre back in the day, and we'll get him more yeah. into that in a second. But props but, to but I'll put that here. like with that part. I'll put that down to a momentary lapse of either judgment or a moment of fatigue given that he hadn't played any games, mm. really played yeah. at, at this level, I should say. Obviously, he's played at yeah. the lower levels. But but at this level, like, I don't blame a kid in his first game getting a bit either tired or just mentally switching off for a moment when making a pass. Man, me at 22 in my job, I was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so yeah, and I'm splitting hairs bringing that up because you try to have balance yeah. both sides of it. Great performance from Collins. I can't wait to see, like, because he's a bit tall. He's, I, I have to see more of him next season. And I'm going to pose a question to him. Actually, I think I've got it later in the run sheet. Um, no, I don't have it about him. Do you think we should have played him earlier in the season, noting that we only have two other centre backs? It's easy for me to sit here and say, yes, we should have. But where does the opportunity come? You know what I mean? Well, Potentially the Perth game, you could say that would have been an ideal game for him, yeah. given what it was. But other than that, I'll, I can't name a game where it's like we could have easily just thrown him in there and he would have A, gotten game time and B, been protected enough to learn. I believe he's been on you the bench I mean? for us. Yeah, I believe he's been on the bench for us 12 times. But on that note, we've always had, like, the team's always had a defensive mindset of we'll get one goal and just shut up shop. So, again, yeah, that's it, a lot of risk putting on a young player. Like, he's only 22. Exactly. Like, where are the games where we've been 3-0 up and could have done it? That's what I mean. Like, the Perth game, you could have argued we probably could have even started with him and done well. Yeah, he probably we could have been but our it, striker. But, out, but at, at the same time, against with that Perth game, we were chasing the top two position. Mm. So, you want to go with your strongest lineup to get the W. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just I just I like to ask the question. Now, no, no, but I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to him for him. Just quickly, last note, mm. look for him to building into that frame he's got because he looks like he's going to be a solid build. Yeah, like I, I imagine him and Lacroix at the back. Yeah, like they're just going to be running into brick walls. Yeah, and he's still he's pretty quick too. Like he's not slow. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now we'll, we'll keep moving on, but um, good little. Thing there, Kiddo solidified the lead with the 51st minute with an out of the box 
goal, which he considers his best professional goal. What are your thoughts on that? Look, if he thinks it's his best goal, it's his best goal. It was a good goal. I thought you meant your thoughts on the goal. Like, it's pretty good. Look, it's outside like the I said, box. It was, it, I mean, it was a good. I mean, any goal outside the box is generally pretty good. Yeah, you know what I was like. It, it it's. I to be a bit critical here. Wales was on him as well, and had the option. Like he could have two footed him. He could like he could have displaced that ball, but he kind of he could have tactically failed. Tacti- again, tactically fouled, could have done a number of things. Like he was running with him for a little bit and he kind of, you could see him go, oh, there's four defenders there. It should be right. And yeah. And yeah. And speaking of tactical fouls, like I know one of the mantras has been not to make stupid mistakes near the box to allow mm. free kick or dangerous situations. But there's also a time where sometimes you just got to do it and see mm. what happens. Like he does it, he's not getting a red card for it unless he does something horrendous. He's getting a oh, yellow. Saying, when I said two foot, he could have just like, you know, it could have been. Yeah, a he could have light. like slid in for a challenge. I'm not saying worse, like you give up a yellow. You I'm give not up saying a free press kick. square and dive into like and kill the dude. You're not crowd killing at a hardcore show. It's like you're not saying leave your feet two feet at like mid ankle height on an angle. Yeah, studs out. I'm not saying any of that fun stuff. But, yeah, it, that, that's what I'm saying. It probably could have been prevented. But, again, it's not all up to Wales. Like, there was four defenders there. He caught Young off guard. Just I just want to talk yeah. about the lead-up play. Now, do you want to cover the next bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, Reese Bozanovsky also made his professional debut. And you can colour me impressed. I think he shored up our midfield. And I think this should have happened sooner. What you say? What say you? What say you? I wrote it. Um, well, I know what you do did. I say? What do I say, Kelsey? Uh, I was very impressed. Like there was a notable dis- not- notable difference when he came on, and that impact was felt. We felt like he is a good midfielder, and I'm not saying he is the solution to what we've been missing for the last few months of Diamante and our rearranging midfield. But this could have ha- this someone like this could have done well in that midfield. You know what I mean? Why, why wasn't this attempted earlier? The only thing I can think of is maybe he wasn't showing those... Look, when you're young, you can come on in leaps and bounds suddenly. I wonder if maybe six months ago he wasn't showing these signs or maybe they've been trying to protect him a bit because, you know, we're getting to desperation, you know, mode here. Mm. We kind of had to throw him in. And he's looking like he'll be a player who can make the um, level at a decent rate. It, it's really weird seeing people born in the year that you're in year 11 in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So he's he's only 17, so I can see why that didn't happen. But we haven't seen Luke Duzel play in a long time. He's no, other, we haven't. That's what I mean. Like We have midfielders in our NPL Academy set up that we haven't seen, which probably could have done so. Like It's quite drastic that we've had Lockie Wales playing in that position, in my opinion. When there are like people, yeah. are, maybe like he's obviously a bit more experienced at this level, but probably could have had a little bit of a goal at some points. Yeah, I mean they could have tried it, and look, the only uh, what I understand of Wales, they really like his his range of passing and his vision. That's why mm-hmm. they like him in the backup spot. That's my understanding of it, anyway. But I agree, they could have at least just tried something, you know. Give him 20, 25 minutes, just even even 20 minutes plus, you know, at a time. See what happens. Yeah. Well, they only gave him 10 minutes this game. So, yeah. I I just hope for a little bit more coming up with some of these younger players. Give him a go-ski. In some cases, we've had not much, like, that really would change. Uh, Noah Bottich also got a bit of a go-ski as well, which was quite good. Yeah, you say, so how many minutes did this bring him up to? Oh, let me bring up the. So you're up to ten. So you only yeah. have to add ten onto the number. Yeah, there's. Uh, he got seventeen. So he got, he's had twenty-seven minutes this season. So you told you it was under half hour. Yeah, but again, he showed some promise. But what I felt was, I felt like no one was passing to him on the day. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. Was sometimes we're throwing in, like the younger players. Is sometimes the senior players don't have that trust in their abilities just yet because they haven't played with them. Mm. 
So I think sometimes that can actually be to the detriment of the team too because there's not that connection. Yeah. And as it a seems... senior player, you don't you don't want to ever pass to a kid where they're exposed or could get ripped. So sometimes you just don't pass them for fear that they could get, you know, the ball stolen off them or injured or make a massive screw-up that could lead to the ball going the other way. Yeah, it just, it just seems interesting. Um not sure the like the situation there, but he had a few few little passes on the goal, and um, he's got that that hairband in that looks like you remember when girls used to have that in the nineties and early two thousands. Yep, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah, the nineties have a lot to answer for. Yep, they certainly do, um, especially for the like the lack of good death metal in the late nineties. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep moving on now. Despite right. conceding two goals and having a unique centre back pairing, which was Renee Crin. And uh, uh, old Collins, Jamie Young made eight saves with one ripper from outside the box. How do you think he went during this game? Well, actually, that's something we neglected earlier going just on the Collins thing was the fact that he was paired with somebody who's not a recognized center back. That's my point. Like, he's done it, and he's done it once for us before, but not his his wheelhouse. But given where he shipped two with... A makeshift backline. We did well, and part of that was again the leadership of and the commandment of Jem Young inside his box. Yeah, I think like, he's a good guy. He, look, I know people have been upset that you know Ryan Scott was displaced as number one, especially with the back half of his last year, and everything. But I have to say that Young has been brilliant. Yeah, easily is. Um, what he's played all twenty six of the home and away, of the home and away like season games. Yep, I reckon I could count on less than a handful of the bad games he's played. It's maybe three. That that it'd be under a fistful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, I... he's by far, like he has a clean sheet record by the length of the Flemington straight. He's had ten clean sheets. I'm not sure if he's still winning that. But which is a record for us, and there's a number of games we wouldn't have been be in without his amazing saves. So here's a little quick little thing. Thank you, A League Live, on it right now on my phone. Um, he's conceded 30 goals this season and made 97 saves. So what? That's just over one a game. He's conceded 26 in the 30. Oh, yeah. 30 into 26. I mean. Yeah, or it's just over one a game. Yeah. But, yeah, suffice to say, Jamie Young's had a good season. Yes, he uh, has. Any final comments? No. Do you? No, look, it was a disappointing end to the season. Obviously, we finished third. But, again, going back to the context of everything, if you told me we were going to get third at, before the season began after last year, I would have taken it. Same. So, I've got nothing to complain about. Do you want to read out the votes? Yeah. Um, you'll have to do give me Lebs and Scott. Okay, I'll just do it. So Leb did uh, th- three to DWH, two to Killer, one to Collins. Jay did three to Young, two to Wales, one to Killer. Kelsey did three to Young, two to Collins, one to Bozanovsky, which is the same as mine. And Scott did three to Killer, two to Collins, one to DWH. Now, Jamie Young has got this by a freaking mile. 118 points coming first. Coming second, we have Lusticker. And I feel oh. like if he hadn't have gotten injured, it, might, it would have been a lot tighter. Yeah. And sorry, I'm just formatting this so I can see it. Uh, so he's on 77 points. Uh, 72 points, we have Leo Lacroix. 68 for fourth, point, uh, fourth place is Lockie Wales. Coming fifth is Alexander Priovich with 63. Sixth is Joshy Risden. Again, injury. Yeah. Seventh is... And Priovich was injured at the start too. Yeah. So he's, he's missed a couple of games. Connor Payne coming seventh on 54. Ben Garuccio coming eighth because he didn't peak straight away. Like no, had... and again, but Connor Payne injured. Like this could have been a really tight race. Ironically, him and Kilkenny have been standouts probably for the second half of our season. Um, 
tied on 51 for eighth place. Nikolai Topol Stanley technically coming ninth on 43, and Tomoki Amai coming 10th on 28. Dylan Wenzel Hall's 11th on 17. Adesu Bayhu's Bayou is coming 12th. And That's a shock. Yeah. Renee Crin has got t- nine points. Ben Collins has got seven. Nicholas Milanovic is on six points. Alessandro Diamante's only got five. Yeah. I suspect I'm three of those five points. Yeah. So it's uh, been a very interesting season. Injuries definitely played a big part in it, but it is what it is. Do you want to keep moving to our game preview? Yeah, just one last thing. I just want to note, for a second year in a row, a goalkeeper has won the Player of the Year award. Yeah, we're easily swayed. We're easily swayed. It's a good a good note there. Now, but now onto the game review. Good facts, Kelsey. Did you want to handle it or do you want me to? Uh, game preview? No, I'll handle this. So, on Saturday, West United take on our but one of our bogey sides in Wellington Phoenix, the white whale of teams we just can't seem to beat away at Amy Park. Away. Even though it's yeah. our home game. Yeah, um, I, with a host of injuries, <laughs> please knowing what I told you. Yeah. Uh, with a host of injuries plaguing, plucking the squad, and uncertainty <laughs> around Dia Rizzo, Pieris, NTS, and Listica, how do you think the squad will line up? Uh... I'm assuming, depending who's back, I'm hoping the sticker is back. So I'm, I'm just banking on it, knock on wood. I think he'll be in our midfield. Wales will probably be, hopefully, on the right wing. And Crin back up there. We have Collins and, and Lacroix as centre-backs. And Maya will be right back because I'd love him to be back, but I'm sceptically play a yeah. full game. Um. Yeah. That's you probably... think if Rizzo's back, though, they probably start him, and then Mokes moves to centre back again, with yeah. denoting that we're probably going to make a sub at some point to not have Rizzo playing an entire yeah. game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who's fit. As you said, Eloise said a few of them will be back. It's just which ones will be back. I'd rule the line through Dia. Yeah. Um. I'd probably rule Lontru and uh, Nikolai Top or Stanley, unless it wasn't a bad, I don't know what kind of great ankle it was. He looked pretty like he was running full stop and extending for the ball to kick it, and you could just see him like, nah, I'm done, bro. Like, you know what? You've hurt yourself what? before, and you've hurt your knee, yeah. I remember. An- ankles are finicky, and was that ankle, was it, or was it a knee? But they thought it was a hammy at first on commentary, but they confirmed it was a it was a foot situation. So if, yeah, so and you just don't know what that is. Is it a ligament? Is it a bone? Is it cartilage? Is it? I would think Pierre's might be right because it looked like his was just a slight tweak of the ankle in the mm. Jets game. Um, Lestico, I think it was a hamstring, so he might be right depending on how bad it was. Out, out of like the main injuries we have, like the Dia, the Rizzo, and him. Listic is the most likely to be back out of those three, in my opinion. Um, yeah, which is what we need, to be yeah. honest. We need him back. He's been solid. Yeah. I don't think Dia would make too much of an impact at this point in time, especially after no, the time he's had off. I just kind of rule a line through that at the minute. Yeah. NTS, I'd like Given to see. The... Yeah. yeah, I would like to see NTS. I just don't know what kind of injury it was. No. I'd be happy for him to be at the club next season. Like, he's a great utility player. Great. Like, did you think he'd be uh, one of our starting centre-backs for the majority of the season? No, not at all. I thought he was just going to be the fill-in. That's I was completely surprised by that. And I remember, like, he's a, a veteran for a reason. He's solid. He's, he's played yeah. 21 games, 18 starts for us. Yeah, and I wanted to have his signature. <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to get that promotional plug back in there. Yeah, I know. Um, now, what do you think the score's going to be? Oh, jeez. They are our bogey side. But I feel like the home games against them... Oh, sorry, just to parentheses your uh, away thing. I feel like they've been draws of late. I could be wrong. We don't have a great record with them. 
I don't think we've. I'll double check it. Let me double check it for you, because my memory is terrible, as you know. I feel like the last home game the Tassie one was a draw, wasn't it? I'm just uh, bringing up the head, the history. So look at us specifically as the home team, not the away team. I'm looking at. I that. know we lost the FFA Cup, which I'm not going to count. So April 9th at Morshead Park, got pants four one. Uh, December seventh at GMHBA. 0-1, loss. Uh, April 22nd in Tassie, last year, 1-1, we got a draw. Yeah, we haven't won since our first game. Yeah, they've really um, done a number on us of late. So, look, I have a feeling this game's going extra time. Yeah. that That's my gut feeling. Yeah, Whether or not it goes all the way to penalties, pardon so extra time, I'm I'm locking in extra time. Yeah, I'll say one one. We're going to extra time. Do we win it? Oh, I'm backing us to win because I've got to back us to win. It's it's a fine. I've, I've got to back the boys. So they've done everything to get me there. It's a bogey side, but I feel like we break it. Maybe like around the hundred and twelfth minute type thing. I don't think yeah. it goes to penalties. I think just after a break, five minutes in or so, we we get the goal. And then it's nervy, a nervy t- final ten. Okay, I'm going to give you mine, mine, and uh, now it's going to be a three-two scenario, early goals. Normal time. And... Oh, I think it's going to be ten minutes of extra injury time due to some. Sh- oh, sh- oh wow! Yeah, this is where I'm going with it. So three-two, extra time, just because of like. They're milking it. It's going to be amazing and frustrating to watch. I'm going to back the boys, but Wellington are amazing. Um, and I'd also like to like to see Brandon watching it because we need his luck. Yeah, I'm going to try and convince him to be in on this. If he needs a ticket, let, get, let just tell him I'll, I'll, I'll hook him up if he needs he wants to go. Uh, <laughs> we, we, Brandon has an impeccable record of attendance slash winning. It's um yeah, we need his luck there that day. Yep. Um, who out of the squad would you like to see get a go? Random player doesn't have to be justified. Uh, Wenzel Holt. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think I think he could be important in this game. That's interesting. I like it. I'd like to see Bozanovsky for me. I've already said Collins in our back line, so I'm expecting him. He might need to be required there. Um, and Kryn back to midfield. But yeah, that that's for me. I'd like to see him get a go, maybe earlier. Say if we're losing, just chuck the like the young kids on and see if they can have a good game. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, any notes for the game? Oh, I'm expecting this one to be a bit um feisty. Yeah, it's a bit of argy bargy. I have a feeling this is where the rivalry might go up a little bit of... I'm not saying it's going to explode to the biggest rivalry in the league. I'm not delusional, but I'm saying it'll go up a notch. Yeah, I like that. It's a good thing. Um, I will bring up, though, pre-game information. So uh, the Western Service crew will be at the Richmond Club Hotel from 4.30pm at 100 Swan Street, Richmond. Uh, so go there for a few beers before the game, have a feed, sing some chants, have some fun. It's a pretty open environment, family-friendly most of the time. Uh, <laughs> a lot of chants, a little bit of swearing, but everyone's uh, pretty nice. And it's, yeah, have a bit of fun. It's always good. Um, I will be there. I'm pretty keen for a, a game because it's been a while between games. Uh, and then the game is, I think, it's 7.30. And uh, Active is at uh, Bay 17 at Amy Park. So if you want to come have a sing, Shout the boys on. Let's let's bring, help bring it home. Be the twelfth man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's all I had for that matter. Uh, I might just uh, come on to the old. Uh, do you want to talk about the tipping comp? Sure. Let's find out who won. I can tell you who. Again, I'm contractually obligated to remind you that I've not gotten a tip wrong all year. Do you know I? Said sure. That I never last... entered the competition. But you know, I, I I said that for you last week when you weren't on. It pained and I appreciate me to say, that. I pained me to say that. I'm just like, <laughs> but uh, the winner of the, just give me a second, I have the tab open on my phone. 
um, is Methodical Flamethrower. We'll be in touch shortly and we'll get you a prize pack. It's pretty sick. And uh, if you can not um, destroy the trophy, that would be amazing. Shout out Andrew Tran. Uh, Woodster 99 um, came sec- second on 74 points. Uh, shout out Nick. Um, you won't be getting an acceptance speech this year. No. I hear he was really looking forward to getting the exact trophy from Andrew Tran. If you talk to him, you might actually be able to. What's left of it? Andrew Tran came fourth. I came fifth. And it's only because I had a bad tipping week I would have been fourth. And Harris Mania, shout out my boy Mitch, come seventh. Lebby, our own, came tenth. Uh, shout out Brooke Musket, came twelfth. To Joker, which is Jay. Uh, came 16th, and Scott actually moved up to 21st. Good on him. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining the competition this year. Um, it's been a lot of fun and added a lot of uh, a lot of shithousery to the uh, group chat for the pod. Uh, anything yeah. else you have for Around the Grounds, Kelsey? Not really, no. It's all about the final, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, who is your preference to win the grand final well, if it wasn't us? It wasn't us. None of them. I am hoping for some sort of event Sniper. where nobody, where no one's lives are tragically taken, but when the game can't ever be played. Okay. Um, I would. I'd have to say this is if anyone had to win, Wellington. Yeah, probably Wellington. Years, I have a soft spot for also, Wellington. Also, to see what the Asian champion, like Asian uh, Football Confederation, do when New Zealand when a New Zealand team wins, because they're pretty much adamant that like they can't be in there. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah. <laughs> to watch them collectively lose their minds over it would be great. It'd be, I'd, it'd be, oh, I'd pay to see I just yeah, me too. Like, to, yeah, it'd just be great. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll move on. Do you have anything for around the grounds or carded? No, neither. No. Um, we might just end it here. Um. Yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review to all our West podcasts and all that the that, that jazz. Um. All West, aren't we, Kelsey? All West, aren't we? Just fighting the video. Ooh, I'm terrible. For that.